0: Just Go Bike production hosted by me, a.k.a. Murph from the Murphology podcast. This is the podcast where we explore everything you might want to know about RAGBRAI. This seven-day tour is the oldest, largest, and longest recreational bicycle touring event in the world. That's right, the world. There's no right or wrong way to do RAGBRAI. The goal is just to enjoy it. If there's something about ragbri that you find intimidating, you're probably not alone. This podcast will explore, research, and provide you with the basics to help you enjoy your first ragbri and hopefully many more in the future. Now a quick disclaimer, I'm not a medical professional and don't intend to make any medical claims. Seek advice from your medical professional before attempting a tour such as RAGBRAI. So if you have a RAGBRAI 101 question, call the RAGBRAI 101 hotline and leave a message. The number is 1-515-303-0385. That's 515-303-0385 or email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. So let's get started with our first question. Hi, this is Ben, and I'd like to know more about the history of Ragbright and how the towns of Iowa can handle that many people. Thanks, and I really love your podcast. Thanks for the question, Ben. RAGBRAI stands for the Register's Annual Great Bicycle Ride Across Iowa. The seven-day ride takes place the last full week of July each year, and typical Iowa weather is steamy with humidity and temps in the high 80s. It started back in 1973 when two Des Moines Register journalists decided to hop on their bikes and ride across the state. They invited the public, and that first year about 200 people showed up to pedal. Fast forward to present time, where 10,000 or more riders plus their support crews take to the rural roads of Iowa and travel from the west border of the state all the way to the Mississippi River. The ride starts Sunday morning and ends Saturday, with overnight stops in a different town each night. Daily mileage varies from 50 to 100 miles, and a typical week is about 450 miles. The direction has always been west to east, and each year the route changes, which means the terrain changes as well. I may be making this up, but I've heard the route is west to east because of the wind direction, which at that time of year, there is less chance of riders experiencing headwinds and also the sun. It rises in the east and sets in the west, and most of us would rather have the sun at our backs as the heat of the day sets in rather than in your face. If you've never been to Iowa, trust me when I say this great state is not flat, especially when biking across it. You will soon find out. The executive director, Dieter Drake, and his team scout out the new route each fall, meeting with towns and cities across the state, and deciding which journey, riders will be taking. Then a big party in January kicks off everything with an announcement of the overnight towns. So that's the first time we find out where we'll be riding in July. From there, excitement starts building and riders get registered and start making plans. There is a fee to ride Ragbri, and you'll need to get registered before April 1st. Registered riders enjoy services such as daily gear transport, designated camping areas, state trooper controlled intersections, on-route medical professionals, and SAG service if needed. Support vehicles must register as well, and they are assigned to a route separate from the rider route. RAGBRAI is a one-way event across Iowa. Tradition has riders dipping their tires in the Missouri River on the west side of the state, and then at the end of the ride, we dip our tires in the mighty Mississippi River on the east side of the state. Now, if you look at a map, you will see there are not always towns located on the Missouri River, so not every year includes a Missouri River tire dip. Some towns will bring some of the river to their town and provide pools of river to dip your tire in, but not always. There are years when it's not safe to get all the way to the Missouri River, so don't sweat it if you don't dip before you start. You will be guaranteed a tire dip and a great photo opportunity at the end. So here you are, you've decided to give this ragbri thing a try and you got registered. Now what? Well my first ragbri was in 1997. I was hooked and I haven't missed a year since. I've done the ride many different ways. I've camped in the official campgrounds and used the official support trailers. I've done the ride camping in yards within the towns and using a team bus hauling my gear. I've had the luxury of staying in an air-conditioned RV. I've slept in basements. I've slept in a hammock. I've gone self-contained, meaning I've loaded up my bikes with panniers, holding all my gear and clothes and camped along the way. And I have been lucky enough to spend the week in hotels with a real shower and a real bed. Now most towns are really small and have very few hotels, so the majority of riders camp. So how about a brief overview of what a week of Ragbri is like? Whether you're on a team bus, you pay to have a charter bus get you to the start, or you drive yourself, getting there and also what to do at the end of the week needs to be thought through and planned ahead. Typically, the last town will offer long-term parking if you plan to have your vehicle waiting for you at the end. You can find more details about this on the ragbri.com website. The bottom line is, you need to get yourself, your bike, and your gear to the starting host town before the ride starts on Sunday morning. You can watch a video called How to Pack for Ragbri on YouTube if you need ideas on how to pack. Pack light enough so that you can easily carry your bag each afternoon from the ragbri trailers or your support vehicle to your camp spot, and then you have to haul it back again in the morning. I call Saturday Day Zero, and it kicks off with the Ragbri Expo. It's an all-day event, so once you get unloaded and have your camp set up, head on over to the Expo. The Expo is free to attend and has about everything you might think of relating to bicycles. You can buy anything you may need for the week or items you forgot to pack. You can also find all the official Ragbri merchandise at the Expo. There is great entertainment and people watching all day as well. And of course, food. So much food. I will get more into food in a future episode. Be sure to tour the town while you're there. Each overnight town works so hard for our arrival. Okay, so get some sleep because Sunday morning hits and it's go time. Depending on your overnight arrangements, you'll need to have your camp stuff and gear packed up and on the official RAGBRAI trailers or your support vehicle by a pre-designated time. If you're tent camping, it should be pretty easy to wake up. Once the sun hits your tent, the intense Iowa heat will get you moving. Not to mention the sound of hundreds of tent zippers zipping open and shut as everyone else gets ready to start the day. Once your gear is loaded up, it's now just you and your bike. Take a deep breath. Your only mission is to end up in the next overnight town. Your speed and the number of stops are totally up to you. Take your time and enjoy yourself. Oh, and it's an unwritten tradition that first-time ragbri riders will have the word virgin written down their calf. This is to let other riders know it's your first time. Most seasoned riders have experienced the same ritual and will cheer you on and maybe offer some tips to get you through the week. There are so many things to see and do all day, so be sure to slow down, look around, and listen to other cyclists who may know of local attractions to check out. All along the route, you will find vendors with all kinds of good eats, and each pass-through town will be set up for us as well, with more food and entertainment. At the end of each day, you will have arrived in a new town, and this town will be full of more vendors and entertainment, and each morning will be a repeat of the day before. You would think seven days of riding would leave you slim and trim, but with all the great food vendors and the homemade church lady pie and all that beer and sports drink, you'll be lucky to go home without gaining a pound or two. So a bit more about the volume of riders on the Iowa roads. We will have plenty of space to spread out while we ride, but the first thing to remember is that the roads we ride on during RAGBRAI are not closed to vehicle traffic, so you may see vehicles. The ragbri staff works closely with all the towns to help determine alternate roads for local drivers and businesses to utilize on the day we are riding through. So you shouldn't see too many vehicles, but occasionally a semi or vehicle may end up on the route. It doesn't take much for us bikers to get out of their way And I would bet the driver of that semi or vehicle wishes they were anywhere else but stuck on the road with thousands of cyclists. So be nice, be patient, and be predictable so they can get to wherever they need to go. Are you worried about getting lost? The bicycle route is clearly marked with RAGBRAI branded arrows that are fastened to street signs, poles, and other fixtures along the route. As long as you are on the route during the official hours of 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., there will most likely be other cyclists pedaling near you, so you should never feel nervous about which way to go. Along with these route signs, you can print off maps from the Ragbri.com website. You will also find maps in the registration book you will receive in the mail in early July with your registration credentials. Pro tip here, if you go to the expo, several vendors make cool laminated maps that show the elevation, the mileage, the names of the towns for each day that fit nicely in your jersey pocket. So try to grab one. They are free. Okay, the Iowa State Patrol is also set up at most major intersection and direct traffic for us riders. They typically block the vehicles, so we do not even have to stop pedaling. These are some of the coolest cops you will meet, and they stand in their uniforms in the heat all day long to keep us safe. Some of them even have big speakers set up on top of their squad cars to play music for us. Be sure to thank them as you roll through. You may also see three or four ambulances on the route, along with a couple of medics on motorcycles. Give these guys plenty of room to roll through. They are there for registered riders who get into medical trouble, major or minor. SAG service is also part of your registration, so throughout the day, you will see big vans with huge trailers along the route. These are for riders who may have issues with their bikes or they just can't ride the full route. In my opinion, the SAG service should be used as a last resort because each van only holds about 15 riders and their bikes, so if the van is full, you may be waiting a very long time for the next van to roll by. If by chance you do need to use the sag, put your bike upside down on the side of the road. This is the signal the sag drivers are looking for. Now keep in mind you'll be stuck in that van for a long time as the driver slowly makes his way along the route picking people up. So again, try your best to complete each day on your own. It will be so much more fun. If you have someone driving a vehicle for support throughout the week, as I mentioned earlier, they have their own route that is clearly marked with Ragbri vehicle route signs. You can print these maps on the Ragbri site as well. Support vehicles should not be on the rider route. This is a big no-no. Now the exception to this is that each day there is an official lunch meetup town where support vehicles use their own route to come into the same town and can meet up with you. With so many people, cell service is not the best, so if you plan to have your support vehicle meet you in the lunch town, make a tentative plan each morning by looking at the map together and finding some sort of landmark or business that maybe they can try to park near. As I mentioned, the RAGBRAI route hours are 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That is 12 hours to ride the day's mileage, so you have plenty of time to explore each town, eat, and get to camp to set up and shower. There's no specific start time, so riders start whenever they are ready To go and end up spread out nicely throughout the day. Of course, when you have more than 10,000 bicyclists biking from point A to point B, there will be times of congestion, but it's not anything that will ruin your day. Be sure you and your biking friends ride right. This means riding predictable, stay to the right of the road if you are moving slower than others, and don't follow the rider in front of you too close. There are a wide variety of skill levels of cyclists on the route, and you just never know what to expect from anyone but yourself. If you need to stop, call it out and get off the road completely so others can keep on rolling. Same thing when you're going back on route. There is a steady stream of cyclists riding by you, and it doesn't take much to look back and wait for a break in the action before you start pedaling. A simple command like rider coming on will be very helpful for riders near you. And as you ride throughout the day, there will be all kinds of opportunities to stop for snacks, beverages, photo ops. So if you roll up on a vendor and the line is long, you have two choices. Stand in line and meet new people or keep on rolling to the next vendor. The popular vendors who are on route every day will post signs along the route before their stop so you can plan ahead. For example, a shout out to Mr. Pork Chop. It's a super popular stop and they have pink signs along the route to tell you how many miles until you reach them. They are on route every day so if the line is too long one day, save it for the next day. And usually the pork chop stop is located at a farm with many other vendors, so you'll have multiple options in addition to the famous pork chop. Most vendors are ready for high volume, so the lines move pretty fast. And really, what else do you have to do? So as you tour the great state of Iowa, you will notice many towns have populations less than the total of Ragby riders on route, and probably have never experienced so much spandex invading their community. Embrace all they have planned for us, whether it's homemade pie, cold water, or live music. These volunteers have worked for months and months to make this day a success. And most communities will turn our money into great things like a new playground or updated fire station equipment. And don't forget to take pictures. It will be so hard to go back home and explain how small towns use tractors and wire to create bike parking through the middle of their streets. Or how you saw a group of guys riding adult Size big wheels all week. So I guess that's a wrap. Ben, I hope I answered your question. And if you see me on the route, please say hi. In the next episode, I'm going to be discussing the right bike to bring on Ragbri, along with what add ons to the bike will make your week more enjoyable. If you have a RAGBRAI 101 question, call the RAGBRAI 101 hotline and leave a message. The number is 1-515-303-0385. That's 515-303-0385. Or email me at MorphologyPodcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and go for a ride.